Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. Tiny hooves are on the ground in Poinette, Wisconsin, where Hackhagen goats grazing is wrapping up its kidding season. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. These kids and their mamas will be working at seven Madison parks this summer. The city of Madison contracts the goats to graze in parks to combat invasive species. Greg Hack co-operates Hackhagen Goats Grazing. He shares with us how kidding season went. But first, he tells me more about the business of grazing. He starts with how Hackhagen Goats Grazing got started. So we started in 2016. We bought our first few goats that spring, and through the summer we had about nine, nine head of goats, and then we've slowly went up from there. The next year we had around 30, and then we got to 50, and then we are currently at a little over 100, 102, I think, with one doe to kid yet. Um, but yeah, we raised all our goats for grazing throughout the summer for clients and um, also to market in the fall. Why did you decide to start this business? Um, for me, I grew up on a dairy farm, so I knew that I wanted to raise animals, but I didn't want to deal with cows because they're big and you can't, if they annoy you, you can't just pick them up and move them where goats are smaller. And I didn't have any experience with goats before this, so I researched them and kind of just picked out some breeds I thought would be good and went from there and kind of just hit the ground running and figured it out on the fly. Where are you contracting out your goats? Um, so this summer we will be at Seven Parks with the City of Madison. Um, we have a few other little jobs to do too throughout the area, but mostly it'll be in the City of Madison at the Seven Parks. You've got two grazing groups of 50 head a, a, a piece, and so they just rotate around those seven parks? So yes, we'll have two herds of 50, and we'll set up a schedule with the City of Madison. Each park will get grazed twice, and so we'll go through all the parks, and then once we're done, we'll go back and do them again. Through, and we will be done sometime in October. What's the point of that? So the goats are one tool in the toolbox to help combat invasive species. So goats help with repetitive grazing where they'll defoliate the tree or the weed that they're trying to um, get rid of. That makes the plant have to use its reserves from the ground to put on new leaves. And then we'll come through a second time and the goats will defoliate again and hopefully the second time, you know, stress out the plant enough. And if you do it long enough over time, it'll kill the tree or whatever they're after. Is there ever an issue where they're eating all the native plants too? Usually the places that we go are so overgrown with invasives that the few native species that are there that they defoliate, it's not that big of a deal in the whole scheme of things. My jacket can attest that goats don't, <laughs> you can't stop goats from eating anything. When I think of goats and taking them out into public, my biggest fear is are they going to get out? Because they're notorious <laughs> for escaping, right? Um, how do you stop goats from getting out? I mean, how closely do you have to monitor them when they are out, out at those parks? When they're in the parks, the park staff or volunteers check them in the morning and in the afternoon, make sure the fence is up, make sure it's electrified, make sure they have water and mineral. As long as the fence is upright and the electricity's on, it's usually not a problem. 
Um, once in a while you have a stick fall down on the fence and the goats will get out. The park staff will give us a call. We'll go down there, put the animal back in. If it's a repeat offender, we'll find a new place for that animal to go. Yeah, they get one one escape and then if they do it again, they're out. How does the the public react to the goats? Are they ever an issue? The only issue we have had is someone's dog touched the fence one time, which there we had signage out saying that the fence is electrified, um, please keep off, you know, dogs aren't able to read, so that gentleman was not very happy, but there's not much we can do in that regards. Little kids have touched it, but, you know, growing up on a farm, it's not <laughs> anything that's going to hurt someone, just a little tickle and you won't touch it again. But I can see folks that aren't familiar is a bit of a surprise, a shock, literally. When they are out there eating, how do you make sure they're getting enough food, enough nutrients? Um, so we have mineral with the goats 24-7. Usually they don't eat too much of it during the summer. The uptick in mineral intake is in the spring before green up, really, or when it's just starting to green up, or when leaves start to change color in the fall they pick up mineral intake but usually goats are moved right when they're getting down there once the tree's defoliated and it's getting kind of bare they're moved over so they're never out of food and the way we have been selecting our animals we base it on a lot of different data like rate of gain for the kids 150 day weights, we'll weigh the does pre-kidding in the fall, pre-breeding, and we'll also weigh them in the summer when we weigh the kids. So you have an idea which animals thrive in our situation and we will go forward with those animals. You know, do you also rely on the park staff to notice when an animal may be sick or injured? Um, so we're down there enough moving the animals around that we're able to check on them. Especially when we move them from park to park, we're always checking their eyes to make sure that no one's anemic or no one's skinny. You know, we're always looking at our animals. And if there's an occasional instance where we've had a goat with its leg caught in the tree in the morning, we go down and get the animal and in that animal's case its leg was actually broken so we got medical care and in a few weeks she was good to go. How do you even connect with the city of Madison for this? I mean do they come to you or do you guys market your business? Um, so we really don't advertise. They kind of just reached out a couple winters ago and we did a few little jobs for them and they liked it and it's just kind of blown up into what it is today. Are they seeing improvements to the parks? because of your goats? I would say yes, judge on, judging on how much more business they're coming to us with and the increased number of acreage and parks that they're trying to tackle. So I think that in the long run, it's probably cheaper than hiring all their staff to manage all these acres when the goats can go in in a week and clear a couple acres. Here we are talking about summer and we're not, we can't forget what's happening right now. Spring we know means baby animals including kids, baby goats. How has your kidding season gone? How long does it last? Um, so we usually shoot for the third week of March to start kidding. This year has been very tricky to say the least with the weather being cold and windy and rainy. Kidding percentage was pretty high, highest we've ever had. We've Unfortunately, lost a few more kids than we usually do just due to the weather. But we also had a high number of first-time 
moms this year. We had 13 of our 31 were first timers. So, but overall, it's been pretty good. Now that we have nice weather, and once the kids get a couple days old, usually they're pretty good, and they don't need any extra care. You're not just contracting these goats out to graze. You're also raising them for market. Tell me how that how that's been. The market has been good the last few years. We raise our animals based on data, based on the doe's production. If she is able to produce 90% of her body weight in kids at 90 days old, feet, udders, body condition, um, parasite resistance, and not having to deworm her animals. We're trying to get animals that require minimum work on our side that can handle their job, which is raising their kids and feeding themselves with what we provide, which is, you know, adequate food and water and mineral. And animals that thrive in our environment, our situation, we select those and proceed forward. Um, Like I said, we've been doing this for six years, and I feel like we've come a long ways over those six years. We haven't hardly had to intervene with kidding unless it's the occasional first-time mom and it's terrible weather but market's been good we take them to Fenimore in October usually Um, I would like to hit the Easter market would be better but we're not really set up for that at this current time how's getting feed and supplies to raise goats Um, so we feed our goats only hay throughout the winter they get protein tubs the last 50 days of gestation it's kind of when you need to up the groceries for the does Um, we test all our hay to make sure that the protein and all that stuff is where it needs to be and basically all the does get second or third cutting orchard grass clover stuff like that all forage based herd we don't feed any grain so we make our own hay for the most part i had to buy a few round bales this year but i try doing it early before the prices go up i kind of inventory my hay knowing that the adult does are going to take this many bales the yearlings are going to take this many bales and if i need to get hay i'll buy it in december before the prices go up in february so i had to buy a couple bales but prices were pretty good then so do you have to do any kind of manure management with goats either here at, at the farm or where they're grazing? For the grazing, that's all right back into the environment. Helps the goats will kind of churn it into the ground with their hooves. Um, As far as the pasture goes, what I do, we have a collapsible bale feeder. Every round bale I move it so the hay doesn't accumulate very thick. The grass grows through it and you don't even know it's there. So I only have to haul like one or two loads of manure the whole year. And is there anything else I'm not asking you either about what it takes to raise goats or what it takes to graze goats? Grazing in the summer is, I think, a lot more work than it seems. From what I've told you, people think that, you know, you just drop them off, park staff takes care of them. Well, you're really on call 24-7 because if there's a problem, whatever you're doing, you could have a plan, but that plan's no longer and you got to go tend to your animals. So it's just like any other farm operation, you know, if the dairy cows get out of the pasture, well, you got to go chase them down and chase them back in. Um, So basically from middle of May till October 1st, I'm on call 24-7 with the herd. So it's hard to plan vacations and stuff around it, but do what we can. How do you water them? We have several five-gallon portable water jugs that we'll haul to the jobs and then fill up the water barrel and we'll leave some there for 
the park staff to fill up. What's the park staff's reaction to having goats? I mean, I would love it, but I don't. I don't know. It's a little. It's extra work for them, but maybe they embrace it. Um, I think they enjoy it. They get also a, a few volunteers to help out, and everyone that we've seen enjoys the goats because there's always ten to twenty people down there watching them every time we're down there. Kids, adults, anybody, anybody walking the trails stops and watches the goats jump on the logs or eat the brush or whatever they're doing. I'll certainly be keeping my eye out for the goats this summer. That's Greg Hack with Hack Hagen Goats Grazing based in Poinette, Wisconsin, but their goats will be working at seven Madison parks this summer. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.